just trust me, okay? This is Michael, and I am back with not just Tracy, but supermodel Tracy Stern. <laughs> How are you, darling? Oh, you had to go there. We had to go there. I mean, if you Google me, it will come up at some point. That is, I love it. It's fantastic. And I think it's great, too, because one of the biggest things, I think what comes to mind is when there's somebody who... Their identity is what they are, a.k.a. Mariah Carey, Naomi Campbell. They are that. Yeah. But there's those that go on to do other things and realize that, yes, that's something I do for a living. That mm-hmm. is not who I am. Right. And that would be you. You know, you did that, that for a living, me. but you're like, I've, I've got other stuff, other tricks up my sleeve. Right. So here we are. You're in Florida, flying full speed, starting to just go even further. You're still booking all over the place, all over the world. We're and in, your spidey senses are going off. Yeah. So we're in 2001. Yep. And my there was another red flag with my with my first husband. And um, yes, folks, that means multiple. Uh, my first husband. So the there was red flags, and I'm trying to remember what red flag that one was. But we ended up. You went into his email. No, that was like when we broke off the engagement. Oh, I thought you were saying that when you went back and had it again, you were like, I need to go look in this again. The end one was the the email, but I can't remember what the one in the middle was. I don't remember what the middle okay. the middle issue was. But that put us back in that put us in therapy. Part two. Yep. Uh, exactly. <laughs> part two is a married couple in therapy. Okay. And the first part was an engaged couple in therapy. Okay. So as a married couple in therapy, I got told by the therapist that I'm too analytical and I need to be more emotional. And you couldn't blame the mom, the mom anymore. No, we couldn't blame the mom yeah. anymore. So he, you know, we long story, whatever. And then we tried to reconcile. So I had to learn to trust him and he learned blah, blah, blah. And all this kind of nonsense, whatever we had to do. And then comes nine 11. Oh my goodness. Right. So nine ten, September 10th of 2001, I was on a flight from JFK to, uh, Santorini, Greece, okay. via Athens. And I had a week-long booking in Santorini for one of my clients, a German client. And I landed on 9-11, checked into my hotel in Santorini, Okay, walked to the little, and I had shot there before, so I walked up the street to the little corner store to get my bottle of water, to get my snacks, to get all my little hotel room stuff. And I'm looking at this little box TV, and mm. I'm seeing this airplane yep. fly into a building. And it's Greek. And I'm like, what in the hell is going on? Yeah. So I get my stuff. I go back to the hotel. The hotel that we're staying at, it's a resort hotel. There's no TV except for one TV in the lobby. Okay. And it plays BBC. We're in Europe. And now you're about to hear what's so going on. So now I'm watching. Now I'm supposed to shoot the next day. So that would be nine, September 12th yep. is when the booking started. 9-11 was my travel day. 9-10 and 9-11 were my travel days. So 9-12 at 7 a.m. was my call time. Right. So I'm watching this, and this is the only time in my entire career that anyone has ever traveled with me. And it was one of my dearest, oldest friends. She had just found out she was pregnant with twins. Okay. From a one-night stand. Oh, my gosh. She's keep, she kept the kids. Yep. And this was her last, to her, this was her last chance of freedom to go and travel. Right. So my clients pay for the hotel. She just had to pay for her airfare. Okay. So she came with me. Her brother lived in New York. So this is the only time in my entire life that anyone's ever traveled with me and 9-11 happened. Coincidence? Okay. I don't think so. So then um, we go to – so we're watching this, get up the next morning, and the Germans are like 
doesn't matter. Don't care what's happening in the world. We've got deadlines. We've got this to do. We got that to do. So 7am, you're there. Doesn't matter what's happening at home. We got a shoot to do. So we're doing the shoot. We went through the next four or five days of shooting. And not to distract too much, but do you remember when you were looking at that? Because I vividly remember just when I heard it, I, I didn't see it on TV until I had gotten back home from I was in college at that time, and saw it on TV. And I was just even more mortified. But do you remember what went through your mind in that moment? Were you totally like, am I seeing this right? Am I hearing this right? It was like, were you shocked? Or I was, I was shocked. I was stunned. There right. Was, it was a disconnect. Right. Exactly. And yep. being that we were in Europe, we're hearing the European version. Yeah. Of the reality of what's happening stateside. Yeah. Phones were down. I couldn't contact my husband at the time. I couldn't talk to get in touch with my agent. Right. Everything was down. There yeah. was all flights were canceled. So I couldn't even get home. Wow. And I knew this and I still had to do my photo shoot. And so you're like, put on a happy <laughs> <Exactly>. face. <laughs> and yeah. you know, when I when I coached young models or other industry people and I tell them that they don't give a fuck. People, yeah. They don't give a fuck. They don't yeah. care. If your dog died, your dad died, your mom, they don't care. They've got deadlines and budgets and yep. they really don't care. Nope. The shoot must go on. Yes. It doesn't matter. So we're sitting there, get up the next morning, do our photo shoot. Um, my girlfriend did her sightseeing. I had some downtime. So she rented um, a moped and her and I are doing the dumb and dumber scene on the moped <laughs> going up the hills to the, um, not, it's not a lava beach. It's the... Uh, what comes out of a volcano? The, oh, the uh, yeah, you're... the black sand. Yeah, okay, I got you. I was gonna say it is lava that is comes it... out of the volcano. Yeah, it's lava, but the sand is it's black sand. It's yes. a black sand beach in yes. San Marini. Oh, pumice? No. No? no I was going to say, it is lava. Lava is, yes, but lava is what comes out of a volcano. Right. But yeah, the black this, sand. It was I got black you. Sand. This it was the black sand beach. Yeah. So it was a big tourist attraction. So we're doing the Dumb and Dumber moped ride from one side <laughs> of the island. And that's the best visual I can give you. Because right. she's, you know, I'm sitting on the back and she's she's a little bit smaller than me. And we're just sitting on this bike. It was just a Dumb and Dumber moment. So we do, you know, we so we did, we're able to do some sightseeing. But then all flights back to the U.S. were canceled. We were stranded in Europe. My husband, my agent were both scrambling to try and get us back. Right. So we had to get off the island. We had to get out of Santorini and get back to the mainland. Okay. The client wasn't paying for anything because they're like, it's not our fault. Right. So I had to, I got us a hotel in in Athens and we Mm -hmm. ended up spending another week before we could get a flight home. Wow. We took a flight from Athens to Paris to Charles de Gaulle, and I swear there were chickens on the flight. (laughs) And then we flew from Paris to Atlanta. And let me tell you, it was the most nerve-wracking flight of my entire life. Because at that time... This is when everyone's freaking out. Everybody's paranoid. There's bombs in shoes. Like after 9-11, they had found bombs in in somebody's shoe. Like There was just so much stuff. So it was literally the most (laughs) stressful time. Got back to the U.S. finally... And this is in, obviously, September of 2001. So my husband and I at the time were, you know, trying to work stuff out. And I was getting ready to go to Australia in end of April, May of 2002 for three weeks to do what it was like an exchange program. Australia's top model. You and exchange programs. I know. I know. So an agency called Big Big Gal Models in Sydney. Okay. Their top model. Came to Miami, to Elite Miami, which was my agency. Okay. And I was one of Elite Miami's top models. I went to Australia 
Now, okay. Australia, for the plus-size industry, was far more advanced. They had, Oh, really? Oh, yeah. Their Cosmo magazine was doing regular photo shoots with plus-size models. It okay. was more mainstream. Okay. So I could go down there and get international tears in... Yeah. A lot more exposure. In editorial magazines, where in the United States, mm-hmm. they were shooting plus-size models with midgets and... Or excuse me, small people, <laughs> little people. Right, yeah. Sorry, let's be PC. Yes. Little people, right, compared to... Yes. Please compared don't cancel us. We know not what we do. <laughs> no, sorry. <laughs> we're trying. Sorry, I'm, I'm regressing back to the day when there was yes. no such thing as PC. I'm with um, you at the, on that. It's difficult. Yeah, so, you know... They were shooting plus size models with doll houses and miniature horses and things yeah, like that. Yeah, it was a caricature. Right. It was right. it was sarcasm. Yeah. It was yeah, okay, fine, we'll put you in vogue, but we're gonna make you look like the weirdo or right. the, you know, that you are. Yeah. So and that was that's a whole nother conversation because even though the plus size industry was booming and we were making money and we had our own catalogs, there were photographers that wouldn't shoot with us. Because we were plus size. And wow. if they did shoot with us, it was just for the money. Right. And they completely disrespected us on set. Wow. They had no interest. They didn't even want to, they didn't care who you were. They, they didn't treat you to... like you were respectable. No. Yeah. No, we were less than. We were the we were like the the mud on their shoes. Okay. Uh, as far as the industry was concerned. Until they realized how much Which money Which is tragic because this is what, 2001? Yeah, we're 2001, 2002. And it was still that bad. Yep. That's amazing. Yeah, we were almost a decade in at that time. Yeah. So we were still... Less than. Yeah. Um, until they started to see the power. Like, they wouldn't even put us in their portfolios when we did test shoots with them. Wow. They would shoot us sometimes. Right. Uh, I had one photographer tell me, no, he wouldn't shoot me because he doesn't shoot plus size models. And you're like, And I was Thanks. like, no, I was like, well, I'm not your average plus size model. <laughs> right. And so he shot me. I was the very first plus size model he ever shot. Wow. Yep. So, uh, Michael Dar, Yeah. And... Sorry, I got a little rabbit trail there. It's okay. Uh, we're back, 9-11, 2002, getting ready to go to Australia, and my sixth sense kicks back in with my first mm. husband. Check his email. I'm like, fuck, again. Okay, fine. Broken. The dipshit never changed his email password. So it's still the same. Still the same as it was but did when it, I caught him. Well, I was going to say, and he had to have known because you printed, clearly you printed mm-hmm. out the email, so he knew. Yeah, not the so sharpest he didn't, tool in the shed. Nope. Yep. Which is kind of a blessing. Yep. Civil engineer. Not yeah. The sharpest tool in the shed. We know that. Yeah. The only yeah. ones that don't matter, civil engineers. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, guys. So. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. Civil engineers are the bottom. That's yeah. what you, you can barely, barely make it. Yeah. So um, what I did is I broke into his email and I saw a an email from a swingers website. Oh, my About gosh. his account. Here's your login information. Are you kidding? Oh, hell no. It, it gets so much better. So I sign into his account and I read his profile and he's looking for men or women, men and women. He's had a homosexual experience. Wow. News to me. Yeah. Um, and he I went if into If only he'd been married to a model. You would think, now, right? And this is this is where, and I, I and yeah. coming when I realized all of this, there was another moment of self discovery for me because, and I'll get into that in a minute. Okay, so you saw this, but and you're just like I'm stunned. Like, Fuck again. Oh, the best part. So I had a home office, right? So we had a three bedroom house, okay, two bathrooms, and uh, we had a guest room, and then our master, and then in the middle was my office. Okay, there was a fucking picture of him spread eagle naked in my office chair on his fucking profile. Beautiful. Yeah. I was like, you're disgusting. Like, I just want to sanitize everything. Yeah. So again, so I'm like, okay. So he's made contact with a couple. He's had conversations going back to February. This is April. 
Okay. Back to February when I'm at home with my dying grandfather. Okay. Who in March passed away and my husband carried his casket. Oh my gosh. And I read these emails going back with this couple that he's been in contact with. Oh, my, yeah, I'm all alone on Valentine's Day. My my wife left me alone and I'm with my dying grandfather. Like the douchebagginess yes, of him. Yes. And, you know, realizing who he really was deep Absolutely. down. Absolutely. I was like, this guy's got severe self-esteem issues. And no matter what we do, no matter the therapy, no, twice, that we've been through is clearly not fixing him. So printed all that out, went to a divorce attorney, told him what we had. He's like, $500 for a divorce. I'm like, sold. And on that note, we're going to take a break and we'll be right back. Stay tuned. Well, I guess if you say so, I'll have to pack my things and go. That's right, leave the road, Jack. Welcome back. So we were talking about a $500 divorce. Yep. And basically it was another kismet moment of you had me at 500. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah. so there you go. Yeah. So we, um, you know, and it's so funny and at this point, did he know that you had found all this nope. already? So you just went straight with that information to the divorce attorney yep. and that was the end. Yep. He so then what me, happened? He's like, what assets do you have? I'm like, we have a house. And I'm like, all I want out of the house is I want to be bought out of the equity. And I want what I moved in here with. Because we'd only been together a couple of years. Right. Right. So I wanted all of my own furniture that I contributed. Mm-hmm. I wanted to take it with me. Yep. And that's it. He can have whatever we accumulated during the marriage. I don't give a shit. Whatever. So. Because um, you're you're more successful than him, clearly, at this point. So you're just like, I'm good. Yeah. I just want him gone. Well, Right. And this was such a repetitive behavior. Yes. I, I knew. And then, you know, I went through that journey of like, am I not good enough? Yep. What is wrong with me? Uh, obviously, you know? anyone would. Yeah, and I'm like, I'm like, for fuck's sake, I'm I'm a freaking six figure model. Like, what more do you want? I cook, right. I clean, I do yeah. my lot. Like, I yeah. take care of you. Right. We made videos together. Like, you know, like what, what more do yeah. you want? What did I not do? Yeah. So for me, it was like that moment of like I'm not enough, and that self journey. And then I had to. How long did it take before you realized it wasn't you? Um, I had a conversation with my girlfriend, um, Jody, the one I went to Greece with. Okay. And we had a conversation and she's, she knew my ex-husband and she, you know, she knew the relationship and, and her and I became really, really good friends. And she, her and I had a talk one night and she goes, you know, what you see in the other person is a reflection of yourself. And I was like, bitch, no, it ain't. Okay. I'm not a cheater. Right. I'm not, I'm not this douchey want to be low self-esteem whatever, right whatever right and then so i got really pissed off at her when she said that to me and i'm like you can leave yeah, well i was at her house so oh, i was like i'm, I'm gonna leave yeah. <laughs> i'm like peace out and but then i started to chew on it and i was like what you see in the other person that you don't like or you do like is a reflection of yourself and i was like so then i had to kind of go a little bit deeper okay and i had to realize that um some of the selfishness you know there, there was an, an element of selfishness, I guess, in, in my behavior. So there was, there was a lot of soul searching and okay. I had to chew on that for a little bit. But in the end, obviously, like he's not, I wasn't playing with that. Right. One. So no, obviously I started packing stuff up, all the stuff that I wanted to keep before I served him. Okay. I told him what was going on. I was getting ready to go to Australia, but I started like packing up my, ch- my China, my silver, mm-hmm. all my valuables. 
I'm moving him out of the house to my girlfriend's place. Yep. So. Where was he? Um, he would be at work. Okay. Yep. And I told him that I wanted a divorce, that, you know, this wasn't going to work, that kind of stuff. And I was getting ready to go Australia, to Australia, excuse me, but I said, I'm not going to do anything till I get back. Can I keep my car here? Because there's no place to park it in Miami Beach for three weeks. Right. So I said, can I keep my car here while I go to Australia? And he didn't want to let me go. So he, he, he was like, yep, whatever you want, you know, this, that, and the other thing. So I went to Australia. I had the divorce papers mm-hmm. already done. Everything was ready to be done when right. I got back. So I was in Australia for three weeks. And we were there for, and I went with my girlfriend. She was my stylist. So okay. I, she came along as my assistant. Awesome. I paid her all her, and I was, I was making bank. So I paid yeah. all her trans, all her airfare, hotel, all of that. Anything yeah. extra she had to pay. I paid for all the food. Mm-hmm. She just paid for incidentals, whatever right. souvenirs she wanted, things like that. And we were there five days and we were in a bar in King's Corner, I think it's called. Okay. And the bourbon, the bourbon and something. I have the, I have it at home. So we're sitting in this bar about noon, grabbing some lunch. So we're like touring yep. Sydney mm-hmm. and all these sailors start walking into the bar. Oh Lord. And you can, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and you know, an American sailor from like a mile away. And oh, yes. They're wearing like horrible Omaha jean shorts. They're obnoxious, Nebraska. loud, oh, no common sense. Oh, yeah. No oh, fashion yeah. sense. Like just horrible looking. And but usually young and ripped. Yep. So they come in. <laughs> all, of them put their, all of them put their wedding rings away. Oh, yes. So they're coming into the bar and we just start drinking with them all. Now, oh, yeah. I'm newly single. Yeah. Right. So I'd been with my my first time has been at five years at this point dating is, and then married is vulnerable the word no um <laughs> vulnerable wouldn't be the word it would be i don't know what this means anymore okay and my what have i got to lose yeah i more or less just sat at the bar and drank yeah and my girlfriend who is a jap a jewish american princess okay super social butterfly if you want something done you go to her and, and she makes she it gets, happen she makes it happen she's she's my make it happen girl love it yep so we would be in the bar and she'd be up floating around. She'd come back and blah, blah, blah. Tracy, this is so-and-so. Okay, great. Hi, how are you doing? And then she'd be off again and she'd bring someone else back and this is so-and-so. And yeah. I'm like, great. So we meet, um, met this one guy at the bar and making out with him at the bar, drunk off my ass because it was for every $2 Australian, it was $1 American. So it was like drinking half price all night. Okay. It was great. Yeah. So drank until the cows came home. Her and I went back to our apartment. I had a photo shoot the next day. Back in your 20s, you could drink I was going to say, of course you could rebound like that. And rebound yep. right away, two yep. hours sleep, whatever, and still look great. Um, yep. Now I can't do it. It <laughs> takes me a week to recover from <laughs> yes. one drink. Yep. Went to, uh, did my photo shoot, and then called the ship, called the guy that we had. I was making out with the night before. And I said, hey, um, you know, Sam and I want to come by the boat and get a tour. Yeah. He's like, oh, well, we can't, you know, they closed the ship down. We're getting ready for the, uh, we're doing a reception for the Australian Navy. So they're kind of kicking everyone off. And right. We were already in the taxi on our way to the, to the port. Okay. So I'm like, okay, whatever. So we get to the port and we're standing at the fence and we're staring at this boat. Yeah. <laughs> like idiots. And this Australian, um, I guess he's like a, he's a dock guard or something, comes over to the fence and he's like, 
you know, in his Australian accent, can I help you? Which is the best. I was not going to do it because I'd butcher it. So yes, but it is the it. best I accent. I think, I think Liz could see that it was like in yeah. your head going. She was, I could, yeah, I, was, I could see oh, it was coming, but I she's like, to, nope, like, don't do it, don't do it. No, I wasn't, because I was about to like, get out. Anyway, <laughs> no, I might. I might. Um, so he goes, you know, can I help you? And I said, oh, well, you know, we're American. We'd, we kind of wanted to get a tour of the boat. Damsels in distress. Yes. You know, I know how to play the girl card. Of and I need course. To. I'm very well trained yes. in that. So he goes, well, hold on a minute. So he goes back to the boat, and these two sailors were coming off the boat. And he says to them, hey, there are these two girls over the fence. They want to get a tour of the boat. And so the guys were like, okay. And it's they're Liberty buddies. So every time right. you leave the ship, you got to have a buddy with yes. you. And they're responsible buddy for Yeah, they're mm-hmm. responsible to get you guys back. So they come and get us, and they give us a tour of the boat. And, you know, everybody's like, hey, Sam. Hey, Sam. And I'm like, where the hell was I last night? Like, everybody knows who you are. Yeah. And she's just like, oh, I'm just, you know, I talked to a lot of people last night. I'm like, okay. <laughs> so then we we hang out with these two. We get off the boat. And they're like, well, we're going back to the same bar we were at last night because one of us, you know, one of them forgot something there. So Their wedding ring? No. <laughs> yeah. It was like a backpack or something or another. Right. And so we're like, oh, okay, cool. Well, we're going that way, too. So we ended up hanging out with them. We went to the thing. And they said, oh, we're going to go over here for a minute. And we thought that they were blowing us off. And then, lo and behold, they show up at, at the bar. Okay. And we were in the back of the bar on the internet cafe. They had, like, tables that had internet access. So back in the day, yep. everybody had a cell phone. They didn't exist. I know. Smartphones. Hard so, to believe. Yeah. So they had these little <laughs> internet cafes. Yep. And it was, like, a dollar a minute. Yep. And you get on and you check your emails and whatever. So we were in the back and we thought they blew us off. Mm-hmm. We went up front and we found them, like, on the other side of the bar. Right. So we ended up hanging out with them all night. Okay. And that's where I met my second husband. Dun, dun, dun. Right. That night. While divorce was still pending. Right. Yes. Yes. Yep. So while the divorce was pending, I'd already filed. The, that was a done deal. Okay. Met this guy. And what really stood out with him was he had a six-year-old son. Okay. And all he talked about was his son. Okay. During the other 10 hours of the day, or the night before, I should say, all of the married guys or that had kids or whatever, they talked about absolutely none of that. Right. Until they realized they weren't getting any. Yeah, yeah. And then they were like, absolutely. oh, yeah, I've got a son. I got this. So oh, then later Lord. on that night, not the, the night before, the first night, I would walk around and go, hey, Bob, um, how's your wife? Did you call her yet? And while he's trying to pick out these Aussie girls. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, I was a bit of a, I was a bit of a, I call it like I see it. Yep. You're a douchebag. I'm going to let you know you're a douchebag. Um, well, plus, they don't realize what you've just been through. So right. you're not trying to have other females mm-hmm. going through that. No. Yes. You know, I was like, I'm going to be the voice of reason. I'm going to stand up for all those girls back home, you know, who think their husbands are stand up dudes. And they um, so, yeah, so I met him that night and he was just a really good guy. I felt really safe around him. OK. And we invited him and two other guys, his Liberty buddy and another guy that Sam fancied back to our apartment. We had a pool on the roof. Mm hmm. So we got a bunch of booze. We had no mixers. Mm-hmm. So we're shooting straight rum. Uh, we're on the pool. Even when I was drinking, no. Yeah, we're because uh, we had nothing to mix it. So yep. we're on the roof. We're swimming. And the way that the, the rooftop pool was set up, there was a hot tub attached to the pool okay. at one end. So you could literally jump in and out. And so my current husband separated whatever divorcing second husband and then multiple sky so we'll get into all of yeah. that um so he was married at the time ay 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 so I was it's already starting out very good right so he was separated <laughs> okay going to divorce upon return i had already filed for divorce as are you. Hadn't served, yep. right so we were kind of in this weird whatever 
and we kind of liked each other. Mm-hmm. So that night, um, we <laughs> there was so much stuff. I'm like, don't air this until after the divorce, Michael. Um, we can so, we can hold it. No. So that first night, um, <laughs> so the first night, uh, we tried to have sex, um, but he didn't function as well. <laughs> Isn't that being kind? So that was a letdown. So Um, with it being a letdown, we're going to let everyone take a moment to think (laughs) on that. Drink some rum. We'll be right back. Welcome back. So we were talking about the little engine that couldn't. And it was awkward. It was the very first time I'd been with a guy in like five years outside of my first husband. Um, So it was awkward for both of us. So I and the amount of alcohol and it was just awkward all the way around. Yep. So I didn't hold it against him because even in like you just knew you're like, it's okay. Yeah. Like. Here if, we are. If I was the female equivalent of I couldn't get it up. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So there was, it was just one of those things. Um, the next day, the first dude that I made out with at the bar, right? Yes. So, uh, whose nickname was Stinky, by the way. Oh my God. You were just yeah. picking winners. Dude, I was lit. I was yes. so lit that night. I'm like, okay, whatever. Um, he calls me up and he's like, hey, uh, I don't have duty today. Do you want to meet up? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, well. I kind of met a guy last night. I kind of like him and I kind of want to see where it goes. Right. So I don't want to meet up with you. He goes, well, who is he? And I'm like, oh, I said God. his name. And he's like, well, you know, he's married, right? And I'm like, well, you know, I am too, right? <laughs> so I'm like, bye. Um, and then I ended so there was, and there was the chemistry, the connection that we had, yeah. you know, all that kind of stuff. So yep. then um, I had a fashion show booked for Saturday. Sunday is when the ship left port. So Saturday I did a fashion show for Cosmo Australia in L'Oreal okay. Paris. It was the collections. Mm-hmm. And I got him a ticket, his buddy a ticket, Sam a ticket. And they, um, so they all, she brought the boys to the fashion show. Okay. And one of the outfits I was wearing. Now, the one thing you learn in modeling is the more risque your outfit is, the more publicity you're going to get. Oh yeah. And any publicity is good publicity. That's the first thing you learn in and I think it's in most, yep, I was going to say, in most industries, no publicity is bad publicity. Right. Yep. So any publicity, any, and it's, you know, the more they talk about you, the better it is. Right. So we are, uh, so this one client favored the top model in Australia. Okay. And wanted her to wear the specific outfit, but it required her to be uh, braless and it's a see-through top. Okay. And she wasn't comfortable with it. It was against her whatever whatever and i'm like i'll do it yes i will take it all off because i know what this means yes yeah so basically here i am in the audience a couple of sailors who've been deployed for six months post 9 11 haven't seen women a lot and i'm walking down the runway in a denim skirt and this see-through blouse with no bra on and i had really cute c-cut perky little boobs at the time okay because i hadn't had kids yet so they were cute, yeah, right, and they weren't like obnoxious, and they didn't hang down to my <laughs> my waist. So they were still really, really cute, and they were see through, and it was just like fifteen year old boys oh, seeing a girl in a bikini for the yes. first time, you know. And it was the feedback was hysterical. They're just drooling, that. right? 
But sure as shit, my picture got in Cosmo. There you go. And the title was U.S. Top Model, Tracy Stern. So it was a good thing that I wore the see-through top. Yep. Yep. Um, Yeah, so he left the next day and sailed back to Hawaii where he was stationed. Okay. And I went on with my modeling in Australia and stuff like that. And then he called me from the boat. I don't remember how many days it had been. Called me from the boat and said, why don't you come to Hawaii? I was like... Sam, you want to go to Hawaii? Sure. Let me call my mom. Let me get some. So what happened was, is I booked us. I paid one way round trip tickets from Australia to Honolulu. Okay. And it was cheap. So I was going to say, because that's bucks. close there, right? Yep. It's yeah. very close. So I paid for the round trip tickets, but we only used one way. And then her mom gave us 120,000 Amer- uh, Amex miles mm-hmm. to fly us from Hawaii first class back to Miami Beach. Awesome. And so we went to Hawaii for two weeks. And? And that's where I fell in love. I was going to say, and the rest is history. And the rest is uh, almost 20 years later, and we're getting divorced. (laughs) (laughs) So, yes, we're going to be able to go more in depth on that. So, with that, you got married. You 29 to 30 was when I met met him at 29 in Australia. So, I was 29 years old. So, what year are we looking at? 2002. So, this is 2002. You're 29, 30 years old. You meet, and how soon after you guys met did you get married? We, um, so his ex-wife was the epitome of ex-wives. She was just a fucking bitch. <laughs> and she did everything in her power to delay it. So we were scheduled to get, he proposed, um, okay, so we got back from Australia. I got back in May. He transferred in, I think, June from Hawaii to Toledo, Ohio, which is where she moved to with their son okay. from Hawaii. Um, Ohio has a six-month rule. You have to live in the state for six months before you can file for divorce. Okay. So they were separated. Um, so he li- he moved to Toledo. He went to Pensacola during the summer and got his schooling for the next job. Mm-hmm. And I went up to Pensacola for a couple of weeks. Stayed with him on the base, and then he moved to Toledo, I think, I want to say, like, August. And meanwhile, your divorce is going off without a hitch. Yeah, my divorce, like, we're separated, filed for divorce, I served him. Okay, so coming back from Australia, met met Scott, came back from Australia, and my ex-husband, I'm like, look, I need to come to the house, get my car. Yes. And he goes, he's like, well, I really want to talk to you. And I'm like, well, I don't want to talk to you. So a buddy of ours had moved into the house to help him pay rent okay to help him pay the mortgage and my keys he had hidden my keys in the house and he wouldn't let me he wouldn't let me come get the car until he talked to me okay so i called our buddy and i said hey i said look matt's holding my keys hostage can you pick me up from the airport on this day take me to the house let me in so i can find my damn keys and get my car and he's like yes Okay. I'm like, okay. So he picks me up. We're driving to the house. He's like, Tracy, you got to, you got to, you got to see Matt's new girlfriend. And I'm like, okay. No, no, he wasn't dating her at the time. Okay. I'm skipping ahead. Okay. Sorry. So anyway, he lets me in the house. I find the keys. I take my car back and I'm like, okay. Um, So then long story short, he spends as much time as he can trying to win me back. Okay. He goes and gets a tattoo. Because that's going to make a difference. With your name? No, God, no. Oh, okay. I was no, like, he just oh got a gosh. tattoo because it made him manly. I don't know. And then he bought a motorcycle because I had my bike license back then. He bought a motorcycle from his buddy. Now, my my ex-husband was like 6'4". The bike he bought was not fit for him. So he looked like a Shriner. 
Okay. He was writing it. Okay. There's nothing sexy about that. <laughs> he shows up at my door with like a trilogy of Pretty Woman's DVDs because Pretty Woman is like my Cinderella, Pretty Woman, yeah, the whole, yeah, yeah, yeah. whole storyline I love. Uh, hopeless romantic. And so he's just, and he would not let me go. No. And I'm like, if you love me, you will let me go. I have moved on. Yeah. Like he knew about Scott, the whole nine yards. So long story short, Scott moves to Ohio. I decide to move to Ohio with him. So in okay. October of 2002, I leave South Florida and mm-hmm. leave my career as it was booming. And I was like, I, all I need is an airport. So I moved to Toledo, Ohio. I was so wondering if this is where this was headed uh, because I was like, yep. don't tell me that after you just decided where you were going to live before this, all based on if I can work out of there, you're like, absolutely, I'm moving to Toledo. <laughs> Toledo. Modeling center uh, of oh nowhere. Oh my God, it's the armpit of the state. Correct. Yeah. So um, you moved to Toledo. So I moved to Toledo, Ohio, and uh, we were living there. So I needed to find something to do. So I was a big fish in a little pond. Okay. So I'm coming with all of this history. Yeah. All of this clout. What did your agency say? They were like, well, we'll make the best of it. We'll just, we'll direct book you. Okay. I'm like, okay, great. Done deal. You're just going to be tucked away in Toledo. Yeah, I'm going to be in Toledo. So I got to drive to Detroit, which is the closest airport, which is about like 45 minutes to an okay. hour away. Not a big deal. So went to Toledo. Um, there was clients in Columbus. There were some clients in Cleveland. Um, Chicago wasn't too far away. Okay. I mean, it was, but it wasn't. And, um, so I started, um, teaching modeling at a modeling school. So this is one of those places that, um, she, it's like a, um, like a star search thing. Like they prep the, the wannabes and then they take them to a convention yep. and then they parade them around, which is kind of a big thing nowadays, but they have was, one of those over here. And when I yeah. was young, one of them talked to me when I was a kid, I remember it well. Yeah. Yep. So, and I mean, it wasn't that it wasn't legit. It wasn't the way that I did it, but she was doing things the right way at mm-hmm. least. And she also operated as a modeling agency. Yep. So I went in, I was, you know, making, 20 bucks an hour teaching young kids how to model. And that's sort of where the teaching kind of started. Okay. And then I would do bookings. So that's where I started my TV work. Okay. So remember, so remember that whole big fish thing. So yep. there was the old um, CW network. Oh, yes. Back in the early 2000s, before it was CW. The WB. The WB. Thank you. So they had a TV show. There was a lawyer who was renting time on that station. Okay. And he, it was like, uh, like the lemon show or something like that. And basically what he had, it was a round table of professionals and he would talk about a different law topic each week. Okay. And I was the person on the street. Okay. So it was completely improv mm-hmm. and I had the microphone and they were talking about, let's say like the lemon law mm-hmm. and I'd be on the street going up to someone going, do you know what the lemon law is? And then they would give me a response and then I would make a sarcastic comment or something right. towards them, you know, based on what their answer was. And then I would, so I was that part of the show okay. to make the law show not so boring. Right. And then through that, I got cast by the local, uh, I think it was the local NBC station. And they had a TV show called um, Local Trends. Okay. Or the Hot Trends Show. Excuse me. The Hot Trends Show. And it was half scripted, half improv. And I was the host of it. So it was basically a way for them to sell higher amounts of advertising to local businesses. Okay. And one of them was on... Uh, let's say the hot trends coming up for fall and we would talk to an interior design studio. We would talk to a retailer. We would talk to, um, I'm trying to think of something else like a, 
like a Christmas, we did a bunch of Christmas stores and, yeah. you know, fall fashion and stuff like that. So I was the host for a couple of, a couple of those shows until I got pregnant with my first son. Mm. So I was about 30, I was 30 years old when I got pregnant with my oldest son, Ramsey. And, um, you were how old again? 30. I had so, him at 31. So you're, you're 30, 30 years old, yeah. you're pregnant yeah. and you're about to go into another new phase of life. Being a mom. So we're going to go ahead. We're going to take a break right there and come back for another segment. And just trust me, okay? We'll be right back. 